0: Hello everybody, welcome back to another episode of Movie Madness, another special episode and this one is the real narcissistic episode. What we're doing is we're talking about (gasps) ourselves. Now, a lot of you already know if you're listening to the show that we're independent filmmakers based in the northeast of England. If you don't know, hey, we're independent filmmakers based in the northeast (laughs) of England. (laughs) With me today is my partner Wayne Thompson. I am a filmmaker, honestly. He is honestly, and also (laughs) with us is our partner Don Crute. I mean, I think I'm a filmmaker. I think you are. You are definitely been known to make a couple of films.
1: Oh, okay, cool. I'll say (laughs) so.
2: Another partner, Glenn Ellis. (laughs) Yeah think i'm a filmmaker as well i think you are
1: oh wait, yeah yeah you helped him
0: shoot he did that thing he did that thing that time
2: time. and i'm your
0: host everybody henry thompson otherwise i'm not a filmmaker i am actually a meat popsicle um (laughs) (laughs) you can't say what you wish to be just what you are does anyone even get the reference when I say meat popsicle? I say I'm, it a lot and no one ever seems to know what it's from. I'm trying to think what it's
3: from. Like. Yeah, I
2: not know the film, but I can't think of the Aww. title.
1: Meat popsicle. Uh, is it like a Fifth Element thing?
3: Yes, popsicle. it is. Fifth oh Element. My
1: well my done, done, Don. Holy shit, I knew something. I
0: could <laughs> visualize it, but I just couldn't think of it. <laughs> when they come to his door to ask him and they say, "Are you uh, are you human? He goes, negative, I am a meat popsicle. And I always thought that was funny. so why are we talking about ourselves today is the question audience well we're talking about ourselves today because as independent filmmakers we've been working on a lot of low budget stuff for many many years as well as little tiny bits and pieces freelancing to bigger productions we've had a little hand in many many little pies uh some that have actually worked pretty well and some that have been disgusting you know but that's what happens when you're working independently you end up doing a lot of shit for every good bit of stuff you do you do a lot of shit um but our fortunes are slowly changing, and these days we find ourselves with a brand new studio that we have access to. And because we have access to a brand new studio, we decided to do a brand new short film. And that's what we're releasing today, is a fan film based on the multi-popular game Among Us, which every <laughs> everyone knows. Even well, people who don't play it know it. Well, I do now. <laughs> well, okay, let me rephrase. If people paid attention To their kids They'd know it Because he's got two kids That must play it All the freaking time And yet I said We should do that among us And he's like Yes What?
3: (laughs) It is so true Even now I still haven't got a clue What the hell it is
0: Well I've I've now Partaken in playing it Because you have to do research When you're developing a role For something obviously Mm -hmm. And um For the one guy in this chat and the whole world who doesn't know what it is, it's basically a game that's free on mobile um, and you can pay for it on Steam and places like that, play it on the PC. You and a group of friends are on a spaceship, you're all crewmates, and you've got to do basic tasks to keep the ship from exploding. And while you're doing this, at least one of you, is not a crewmate, you're an imposter pretending to be a crewmate, and your job is to go around killing the crewmates. After a crewmate's found dead, everyone has a meeting, and they go, who could it be? I don't know, could it be this guy? And eventually they get rid of one of them who may or may not have been the imposter, all the way down to there's either no imposters left, or there's no crewmates left. And that's how the game is played. And so we were like, this is fun, we could, we could have some fun with this concept, um, but we're spent spend a lot of money you know? No, no, <laughs> no, not have, have a lot of money. Yeah, yeah well, okay. Exactly. Because what? this is just for funsies, obviously you don't want to set a giant budget. Our budget for this entire film was uh, am I right? It was a hundred pounds? About a hundred bucks, yeah. About a yeah. hundred pounds, which is about eighty-five dollars, and we went under budget. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> I like I
2: like the way the dollar pound ratio has gone the wrong way now.
0: Well, no, because you got to look at it from the value of spending It, not the value of earning it And True. if you're earning it, to would be $125 but Because you're spending it, it's $85 it's Depending on which way you're doing the conversion Indeed I know <laughs> what I'm talking about, fuck you Anyway <laughs> Who here has the American accent? Let me ask you that I <laughs> <laughs> don't know who does uh, don't know. Uh, it It's Glenn?
1: Glenn. Y- Yes, it's me
0: <laughs> So anyway <laughs> Obviously, we have the studio. We work as videographers. We work as uh, freelancing filmmakers, and we also do a lot of community outreach and support for the month of November and into December. We're actually uh, because the pandemic is still raging on, because we have this new lockdown in effect in the UK. Uh, which you know, hey, America, three weeks from now, look back and go, "Whoa, we had a lockdown. That's that exciting." Because you guys don't see it's coming for you next. Intend mm-hmm. us now. It's coming for you next. Anyway. so we're in a new lockdown so we're spending a lot of our time supporting um the community by providing communication infrastructure to help people who are in care homes and places talk to their families so they don't feel so alone um before we get into that we were like well that's that's an honorable gig we should do something fun first you know beforehand which is why we decided to do among us as a quick venture before we move on with you know the more adult things the more proper things um Wayne, you want to talk a little bit about uh, your side of the producing of Among Us and how it how it came to pass?
3: <laughs> yeah, it came to pass when you guys all came to me and said, wait, we're going to make Among Us. And I'm like, what? <laughs> so after about 24 hours, you was trying to tell me what the hell it was. <laughs> and me still not 100% getting it. I just thought, yeah, what the hell? It's a bit of fun. Um, for me, it was... It was a good old fashioned soul back for me where I got just to get my hands in everything, doing the makeup effects again, going back to the acting again, doing the stunt work again, as well as producing, directing, just being able to get your hands in everything is what I love doing. Uh, So for me, that was great fun in that sense. Um, Just from a production stance, trying to get our heads around in such a short time Um, how do we create the suits? How do we
0: create the backdrops? How do we create the
3: weapons? How do we
0: create this? Oh, it should probably be said that we said on a Monday, right? Next Monday, we've really got a lot of work to do. So if we could figure it out from by Friday, on Saturday and Sunday, we'll shoot the movie. And it was from Monday till that weekend is how we designed everything, got it ready, and then shot the whole movie over that weekend with a crew of five people, five in total, including us.
3: Yep. Mm-hmm. And I think we managed To get two outside actors Didn't we Was that Was that
0: about right too? No we had one outside actor And one outside crew member No no we had two Outside actors We had Oh uh, I tell a lie you know, so We did I tell a lie We did Terry and right. Katie Terry and Katie Both came yeah. in to do a scene That's right Yeah mm-hmm. Which when you watch The final movie Because um, Again with this whole Having our mind around the suits We didn't want to just go And have everyone dress up in a in a generic costume. We wanted it to fit as close to the look of the game, and the game is very cartoonish, so we wanted to kind of extrapolate that to a cartoony look, but buying suits would have been expensive, so we created suits, and because you don't want to spend too much money, we created three suits that are then duplicated digitally, and they're only played by, like, with the exception, Terry's in two, uh, two scenes, Katie's in one scene, and then the rest of the time, it's... Uh, Wayne, Don, and Les. Oh, sorry, I tell a lie. It's it's yeah. Wayne, Don, yeah, and Les is. for yeah, every scene. Yeah, we play and both three characters each. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm too big for the suits you see, ladies and gentlemen. I only got to I only got to be on as the stunt ass,
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: which you will
0: understand that when you watch. Yeah, it, you know, it makes no sense that you watch it. <laughs> and I mean, then the Glenn one obviously was doing the uh, the camera work, the cam work.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. The one thing I will say was I never ever thought in my lifetime I would play a Teletubby. I <laughs> really did feel
1: like a Teletubby. It
3: didn't, yeah, exactly. Don wasn't yeah. it? The, you
1: know the,
2: the costumes. You were both fantastic Teletubbies.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So oh, man. <laughs> because we were running this thing really fast and dirty, uh, we only got the suits finished Friday night at like. What midnight? And then we were shooting the next morning, so they had to dry because they were all I was just
3: gonna say, yeah, but you've missed the point of how we got the suits. How did you get
0: because Glenn (laughs) Glenn spearheaded the suits on (laughs) to an extent? How do we wind up doing it in the end, Glenn? What actually worked and what what failed?
2: Um well initially, well, we were we were using the really cheap throwaway um bio suits that that cost a couple of quid and that's it. (laughs) Uh, so white suits, very porous. Um, and we decided it would be a good idea to dye them. Oh, yeah. What a mistake going to make? Yeah, it turns but out these suits don't mistake. like dyeing at all. No. Yeah. no, you can't dye these suits. So next best thing, let's give them a let's try and spray them. And so we were scrambling around looking for stuff to spray. And we couldn't think couldn't find anything that was really going to do the job and then we just happened to find that- uh... Well,
0: just before you say that, we did have tests. We have, um, from doing other things in the building, we had metallic spray paint, which did do a really good bond, but was like, you know, 16 pounds a can. Yeah. Equivalent of like $20 a can. For the amount it was going to cover, yeah. And it was going to take two cans per suit. So it was like, that's not cost affordable. What can we do that's cost affordable? And of course we couldn't order cheap crap from the internet, because nothing would arrive in time due to the frigging pandemic. Everything's yep. had delayed, uh, delayed shipping.
2: Yep. So fortunately, we have a local, uh, was it? Uh, DIY, DIY come uh, trade uh, shop nearest called Screwfix in the UK, and uh, they do no nonsense line making, line marking, paint for roads. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and it this, comes in yellow, is indie red, filament, and blue, guys. Trust oh yeah,
2: me. oh yeah. This, you don't get any more uh, uh, griller and ninja and urban than this. It's
3: line this marking is, this paint. This is thinking on your feet, literally.
2: Yep. So we tarmac sprayed all the suits. <laughs> we did <laughs> a nice
0: big yellow suit, a nice big red suit, a nice big blue suit. I don't know what markings on the on the road are blue. I don't know if I've seen many blue markings.
2: No, I, th- I think they tend. To use the blue to highlight areas that have got uh, issues that need to be sorted. Ah, that makes more sense. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But uh, one thing that was so fun is, as Glenn says, these suits are incredibly porous. So, um, Don was in the red suit Most of the time <laughs> Wayne was in the yellow suit Most of the time And poor Les um, Who's you know Is he a 60 plus year old uh, Actor Les Yes he is He's about 60 yeah. plus Or he's in the late 50s At the earliest No he's hes in the 60s I thought he was in the 60s Well he's He's playing blue uh, For the longest of everybody Because he's the easiest one To get in and out The suit and on camera Because we're all producing As well as acting and the poor guy, every time he took his suit off His body's just, every every curve is blue He looked like he'd been wrestling with a Smurf A sweaty Smurf What's even <laughs> funnier
3: is He works with Dawn and myself At a place called Scream Factory And mm-hmm. we actually nicknamed him Papa Smurf. Papa
1: Smurf, because of a previous role where he's, he's had he's, blue. Ha,
3: he's had that nickname now for a few years. So when this happened, me and Dom were just creased. It was like, <laughs> it really is Papa Smurf.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, it's an excuse to be turned blue. I said to him. So.
0: And in addition yeah. to that, to make the suits look very much like the game, where you've got no features of the people inside, we took a generic. Visors uh, Which we got from, Procured from uh, Wayne And then uh, We applied <laughs> A car tint Across them So they were nice And mirrored Nice and reflective But the subsequent Side of this It looks great on camera But it meant that No one could really see shit through it very well. (laughs) So here he is in this, especially in the dark. Yeah, in the dark with the with with you know very very quiet lighting, trying to figure out how he's meant to act in it. He's like, hide your hands, hide your face, cover this. Every time we're trying to give him directions, he's just looking around, deaf, blind, and stupid, kind of going, (laughs) "What am I? What am I doing?" And it really added to it though, because it It made it very. Everything was very pantomime in this movie. No, he's just beautiful.
3: I think that's the thing people need to understand as well is we did go for a comic element in this oh,
2: uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. as well, as well as
3: the serious side of it, which we have got, we did play on a lot of, a lot of like uh, black comedy and, um, you know, stuff like that. So,
0: yeah, I mean, I, I did, we were like, no one had done a live action among us when we did this on this weekend. And then obviously it's been in post-production since then, whenever we could work on it, but we're busy with other stuff. Um, so in the time between shooting it and getting it out, I did see one person, one group has made an adaption of Among Us and they made theirs like really, really serious and like a like a thriller. Yeah, but and it's they like clearly the, had
3: a budget as well. We we deliberately didn't oh, have yeah, the budget. Oh, yeah, they they
0: had like some sets built and everyone had costumes, but they had no masks, it didn't look like the game. And at least I felt like at least we'd stuck to the spirit of if you look at a couple of images from the game, that's what we've taken yeah. our impression of. Yeah. Not how could we turn this into our reality? We were like, how do we bring their reality for no money <laughs> to the yeah. screen? And we still build sets with no money. We did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, Glenn, you and Les basically spearheaded the um the outdoor set, which was the outside of the spaceship. we used in two sequences. Why don't you describe to the audience how this was done? Because we did it all practical, ladies and gentlemen. No CGI on the space.
2: Yep. Yeah, and a, a a a phrase was coined during the weekend. <laughs> yes. CGI can do one.
0: CGI can indeed do one. So do tell me, one. tell everybody how you put together our our space
2: okay so it starts with uh a very cheap um uh uh what is it called uh weed control we use weed control that you use in your gardens so a bit of weed control on the floor um a couple of two by twos um nailed to it um and then we just uh sewed it together or or, or um fabric glued the pieces together so that's the start of a uh, a nice backdrop for a um a a space sequence
3: quickly for Um, anybody who doesn't know what the we the we block is it's a big black material basically Um, yeah
0: yeah like a semi-transparent black uh, void material that comes in long strips and they laid this out over it was like a 20 I think it was like 22 feet wide by 18 feet high
2: yeah something like that
0: yeah Supported by two wooden beams and a shitload of string. So like, <laughs> so like
3: 10 times the size of pool is. Yeah. yeah, bless him.
0: <laughs>
2: so, so, once we, so once we'd established that that was working fine, um, we then set about attaching Christmas tree fairy lights to the back of it. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> which was just stuck on with uh, masking tape and, and gaffer tape.
3: Why, I hear the audience ask. <laughs> because why not
2: why not to, <laughs> stars,
3: to make the stars to make the stars
2: <laughs> oh no i thought you were talking about the masking tape <laughs> no, the christmas fairy lights so the christmas See. fairy lights were put on the back um we then erected said star uh, starfield at the back of the studio um and then probably spent a good hour then just punching holes in the fabric <laughs> so we could put the fairy lights through it
0: trying to work out the best yeah. way to line of
2: lights up. Yeah, exactly.
0: And what was so um, nice is because it was a semi-transparent black, all the lights that are held behind still come through, but they're dimmer. So they're more like little oh, far off, you know, star systems in the distance.
2: And as luck would have it, one of the sets of lights had a set, uh, half of them were white and half of them were blue. So you obviously get that. Is it a blue effect of was it neutron? Is it neutron? No, not neutron stars. Pulsars, I think, are blue, aren't
0: they? You're you're tell you're telling me scientist. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a fucking filmmaker, not a rocket ship guy. So yeah, um, it, so yeah, about as ghetto as can be to build a uh, a live star system. Uh, very originally, we were going to backlight the whole thing, just literally put white against the black, cut holes out, and and do it that yeah. way. Very old school projection style. And while it worked and it did look good, it didn't allow us as much freedom for the light in the foreground for any foreground elements. So we were like, "Fuck it! Why don't we just go crazy? You got a bunch of Christmas lights, right? Christmas is coming up, and." Glenn, of course, being the master of props at arms, he literally just turns up with, like, 7,000 Christmas lights and is just like, hey, man, if you help me untangle them, I'll install them, and we're like done.
2: <laughs> you know I mean? It's all about what you got, isn't it? And how you can use it. Oh, yeah. Oh, exactly.
0: Yeah. Some other people would probably spend, you know, get a, get a VFX guy in there for, like, 25 bucks an hour to do a Starfield. We were just like, eh, just do it live.
2: Yeah, fuck yeah. it. Yeah. And so- then... So when you see the um, the star in the, in the film, that's all in camera. There's no no pra- no no additional effects. Practical. It's all practical. Yeah, all
0: practical. Yep. All practical. That's the way to keep it. Even um, even when you see
3: the effects of what goes on in that scene, is all practical.
0: Yep. Yeah, now obviously um, You should watch it if you haven't watched it To not have it spoiled Not that it matters too much, it's just a short film It's not like you can spoil the plot too dramatically But um, obviously they vote for who's Who's guilty And we had to have a special guest for that scene Because Glenn's daughter Katie is a big fan of the game, yeah?
2: Oh yeah, she loves it
0: And what was <laughs> her sp- She? You told me she had very particular requests <laughs> That we had to adhere to, what were those requests? <laughs>
2: Those requests were um, she wanted to be um, uh, shot out of the airlock and she had to be in a yellow suit because in the game, when she plays, she always dresses her character in yellow and calls herself potato. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. So, So that was Katie's rider. Katie's rider was, I have to have a yellow suit. If I'm not getting a yellow suit, I'm not doing it.
1: You know she drove a hard bargain, but I think we made, yeah, I think we made time for that, yeah.
2: I, I think I think yeah. we got off lightly on the ride yeah, on that. One. I think we did.
0: And then um, to shoot that scene, why don't you explain how we shot that scene, Glenn, of her getting blown up the airlock?
2: Um, again, all all in camera, practical effect, Wayne was stood behind the star field with a rope in his hand, and that rope was attached to uh, an office chair with wheels on and Katie was asked to position herself on the chair and then she was slowly drawn towards the starfield with the camera just focused on her fantastic shot it was a great and it shot looks <laughs> <awesome>. <laughs> it looks awesome it does it looks fantastic
0: What's so great is, you know, we're, we're sitting here like it's so fantastic and I'm still thrilled as hell that we did it all and it feels good when I watch it. But I bet a lot of modern people look at it and go, 1972 called you guys. <laughs> nice job on doing a real practical thing.
3: But that's yeah. the sad case. There's not enough practical films going mm-hmm. on these days. Everything is made too easy. I think people's forgot yeah. the art of filmmaking.
0: Well, this so, is what I wanted to bring up and why I wanted to do this episode is you're forced when you're when you're low budget to think on your feet and to just create what you can. Uh, sometimes that's digitally sure uh, to save stuff. And sometimes that's practical. And when you have the space and the time to do it practically, it just makes a world of difference. And there you go, a couple of Christmas lights and a little black backdrop. You have stars, you yep. know, people can look <laughs> out their windows, see stars, the characters walk and fly through space. You couldn't do that. If you didn't have like a bit of ingenuity behind you, because you just go, "Well, what do I do? I'll, I'll green screen it. and We'll put it on a fucking, We'll put a digital backdrop in that's beautifully created by, like, Google All-Stars or something.
3: Now we also know what Tom Cruise must feel like when he has to argue with the producers about doing stunts. <laughs> because there was one scene in that in this film where I was quite happy just to basically jump off the edge. But you guys, like, nope, can't do that. Well, I'll do this. Nope, you can't do that. Well, I'll do this. Nope, you can't do that. And it's like, uh, we need a good scene. We need something what looks visual and like we've actually done a stunt here not you know, doing that uh, to the point it, where I did eventually get away with it
1: <laughs> I mean I think the difference is Tom Cruise has about 50 million people hiding underneath him to save his ass like you, you just had like us and yeah we probably would have dropped you so
2: let, let's face it he didn't even have us because I was holding the camera
1: I was Hank holding
3: was, the Hank
2: was busy rock. doing something else you were doing something yeah.
3: else I didn't even ask for anybody I was quite happy just to do it <laughs>
0: It's not the point. <laughs> I'm you to see, keep you alive. Like, we Exactly. Well, I wouldn't wait, it's concrete. Yeah, but so what? Yeah, it'd be funny though. <laughs> so I've bounced before, I'm sure I'll bounce again for those who've watched the movie yet and here's the biggest spoiler alert we have the the big joke we have you see uh, with among us you don't see how the killer kills you don't see the imposter kill you just see the body gets ripped in half and there's the lower half with the bone sticking out of like the spine which we wayne created from scratch a set of legs and a bone sticking out and put all the blood down and everything uh, which i'm going to ask you about in a second there wayne but before we get into that the big joke we had when we were filming it is, how do we want to do this? We want to do it like the thing where it's like an alien or is it going to just be a guy who's stabbing people or what? And we decided what a lot of people, a lot of people make jokes and it's like the thing. And I said, well, if you're going to be pretending to be a friend of everyone, it's, you know, you're a bit of an asshole. So the joke became, let's make the actual killer an asshole. Let's make the mm-hmm. imposter a butt, you know? And then everyone's like, well, who's butt? Well, it's got to be the Um, biggest bow we can find. It's got to be the hairiest. It's got to be the jiggliest. Who do we know like that? I'm just like, oh, I shouldn't have said a damn thing.
3: Let's face it, though, that jiggle. (laughs) There there was only
2: one choice. Hey, I've spent a lot
0: of time in the editing chair to get this jiggle, okay? It's not easy. It's not as easy (laughs) as it looks. It's awesome. You got to do a lot of podcasts to get a jiggle like this, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) But I'll tell you, there's very little in my life that's been funnier when behind the camera, in front of the camera, whatever <laughs> doesn't matter. These grown ass men and women, Don, Les, you know, Glenn, Wayne, um, Terry, all just like looking at me, straight faces. Everything's <laughs> fine. Pull my pants down. They all just start giggling like little kids on a school ground, and just like no, g-
3: it, it wasn't. What? The, the giggles started when you started moving. <laughs> All right. so the we're, we're trying to hold up the shade To make it look dark <laughs> You start moving and the shade's go on Like as if Gale force winds come in
0: <laughs> Also right So I've got my ass in the camera And we're reverse in it Because it's going to make it more sense for the focus pull uh, So I have to kind of like Scoot away in a six foot space And I'm a six foot guy So I'm all scrunched up with my butt in the lens And then I have to kind of like it kind of like squeal away <laughs> on my hands and knees as close as I can to the wall. So yeah, actually there was a little bit of jiggle. And <laughs> these people just lose their fucking minds about it, just laughing their asses off.
2: And then, the me. funny thing
0: is, right, the whole time, I really had to fart, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> And I thought, if I let one rip, man <laughs> We're not even going to get to film anything Everyone's going to lose their minds And, we're not, and it would have been right into this, like Expensive fucking Nikon Zeiss lens It would have just been a nice little Right into the center of the Nikon It would have been worse if you, you did a jackass And a follow through, that would have been worse Oh god, yeah <laughs> It would have been bad But it would have been An amazing blooper reel Am I right?
2: Oh definitely <laughs> and, and to make that It worse Because I'm laughing so much I didn't even Center the camera On the first take Yeah <laughs> so <laughs> We had to so Had to, they had to, have to convince me To take. do it
0: again And I normally have, I'm a I'm a many take guy I don't care I'll, I'll do takes all day But I don't get embarrassed About nothing I was naked In the last movie we did I don't give a shit But it was all This attention paid To the jiggliness Of my butt that actually made me feel a little embarrassed. I was just like, Jesus Christ, man, my eyes are up here. <laughs> why, are you, why are you all focusing just on my butt? Well, what I find amazing <laughs> is we, we've we struggled like hell to get
3: Hank in front of the camera for a long time. We all think he'd make a great actor, not just because he's asked some, but we actually think he'd be a great actor. We've managed to get him on a couple of little things over the last year or so. But to do this... <laughs> it was just epic You yeah, know, it's like We cannot get you on camera yeah, you do this Yes
0: <laughs> It did lead to something That was interesting Because we didn't have time To get actors in So what we actually did Because everyone's talking on a radio Is all the conversations Are ad-libbed via a Zoom call Where um, we just threw basic direction And then everyone had to wing it And then that's ad-libbed And then thrown on top of the footage So what you wind up in the movie In the, in the you know The final sequence is uh, Dawn <laughs> Dressed in the red suit Wiggling her booty with a little piece of <laughs> Wiggling her booty With a little piece of tape stuck as a tracking Mark right on her butthole And then my butt on top of her Is this big white you know fluffy Butt and then Jim's Voice on top Jim who's who's um, A black producer So you got Jim's voice on my White butt on her like skinny lady frame, it just is the it's wrong, um, and then tentacles come out of it, it's just wrong at like 17 levels. Thing is, so
1: that wiggle was like me just taking the piss as well because I couldn't like take it seriously because I kept laughing.
0: But it worked, it worked because it, like, it was like, I didn't like, even know
1: you were rolling when I It's did. like,
3: it's like we've recreated the Sarlacc monster from Return of yeah. the Jedi. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
2: Mixed with but, like oh, tremors
3: And the thing and everything It's just like The, the one thing I
2: remember then. Dawn Is mm-hmm. ever since I did the first thing With Hank and Wayne he have uh, always told me Make sure the camera's rolling
1: Yes yep. Always rolling yeah. This is the, true
2: Always rolling Overroll
1: thing. Thing. Yep. I don't know how I don't know why I forgot that In that moment And then when They were like Okay so we're going I was like I don't remember him saying I've got the camera on So <laughs> shit <listen." laughs> My little cheeky wiggles They actually have like Made it much more like Wild kind of thing. <laughs> but never mind.
0: <laughs> now, again, though, uh, we we use like every part of the pig of the studio to mm-hmm. maximize spending no money. So like we did the vent stuff live in actual vents in the suspended ceiling, um, <laughs> just standing on a desk, all that stuff. Now, when it came to building the one big prop of the movie, Wayne, which was obviously the severed legs with the bone sticking out. How did you actually make that for so cheap? And how cheap was it in the end? <laughs> it would actually cost nothing Didn't cost a thing I had everything
3: already From other shoots we've done in the past Or just literally general uh, Halloween parties I've done What it was is I'd, um, A couple of years back I bought a full size skeleton And for a shoot Somebody needed the top off So I just chopped it off and used the top off So luckily I slid the bottom off <laughs> so i literally just put i cut one of the suits in half put the legs through that filled them out with some bubble wrap and whatnot uh put a pair of shoes on the bottom so it looks like legs but then around the waistline because there was still part of the spine, i managed to get some part of the spine still sticking out um i, I just literally darkened all that down with um like coagulated blood and so then we got a couple of, I put a couple of little tubes coming out so it looked like it was actually the midriff of somebody's body been ripping off and then I just pulled the blood all the way around <clears throat> excuse me um, and in a nutshell that was it that's how easy it was and that's how easy you can do it on a low budget you know shoestring mm. whatever This is way I've always worked because you know, one thing I was always taught when I was training was if you're not on a big multi-million budget film, think on your feet and just do it the best way you can. Yeah. And um, and like I say, luckily I had a, a lot of the, the materials at hand, you know, so it's just a matter of mixing things like glue with blood so it all sets and dries up and whatnot. Just just so you can fill that mid, because what you didn't want was that mid rift just collapsing. Yeah, you needed it to look like it was actually half a body, um. So it was just like get a few different like there was I think it was got the towels in there with the bubble wrap and stuff like that just wrapped around the the skeleton bones and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's basically it. And
0: it looks really effective, and yet it looks really effective. Yeah, yeah.
3: It it's just it it's more just how you position things, and it's more just. Uh, you'll know with camera work as well yourself, it's more just making sure you've got some main features there to make it look authentic. When you think about it, inside of those trousers, doesn't matter what you've got, so long as it looks like legs. You know, you, you, you could fill it up, I don't know, with memory foam, you could fill it up with expanding foam, you could do anything, but all we had was bubble wrap and towels, that's all I used. Do it at a certain certain thickness make sure the bottom part of the legs obviously thinner than the top part makes it look like that so it's it, it, you know if you think on your feet it's pretty easy
2: and the best thing about it is the um, the, you've kept true to the story as well the, the yeah. original game like you know, the imagery the, of it yeah. exactly the imagery and because you were able to build the legs as they were and the, the characters in the game are as Hank described they are um, caricatures really So the legs looked like They do in the game And yep. the, 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 the bit of the spine Hanging out that was just fantastic
0: Yeah I mean When you do it on a shoestring You can still do it To fit the Fit the ah, means absolutely. You know
3: what I mean But I mean, I mean I, you, I, you, you guys know yourselves Some of the work I've done in the past And a lot of it has just been I've made it up myself And I've literally Built stuff from scratch to make it look authentic. Mm
0: -hmm. Well, I'll never forget, we were working on a previous film uh, (laughs) talking about makeup effects. Uh, A a member of our Dead Real team, uh, Paul Doherty, was shooting a film called Back Mm -hmm. from the Dead. And he asked Wayne to come in and do visual effects. And it was this boyfriend's arm has to reach out of this uh, Ouija board and grab the girl and pull her inside of it. He wanted the arm to look really dead and all, all decrepit. So Wayne starts off, first of all, just like, Painting his arm down and then putting like toilet paper on it or something or tissue paper. Yeah, later, You lay it with latex and you put. You lay it with latex. On. You put it with tissue on. Yeah, but he's, he he sees it at the beginning. <clears throat> Paul sees it at the beginning and he's like, "Oh, okay." And he walks off like, "Oh, I see where this is going." He's obviously not that good at makeup because he saw it at the very, 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 very start where it looks like. What what is he doing? Because obviously Wayne knows what's going to happen when that dries out. And so he comes back like 45 minutes later because it took him about an hour to do this arm. And he was just blown away. And I'll never forget how blown away he was by it because he'd seen it like in the early stages and just immediately then assumed it was going to be okay at best, okay at best. But obviously, you know, once you've ended the shading and you've started to crack that paper open, so it looks like bits of rips of the skin and all that sort of stuff, it really sells it. Now, the reason I'm telling this story is because it made me laugh. When you talk about thinking on your feet and using what you've got at your disposal, when we filmed this, it was in this old building and it had a problem with pigeons, and there was all these dead <laughs> Wayne just remembered There was all these dead pigeons So I went and collected A couple of bones from the dead One of the dead pigeons and gave it a Quick wash you know as you do And we stuck the dead bones <laughs> The actual the actual uh, Pigeon bones sticking out The bottom of the arm like it was a broken arm Yeah. And he was like that's so awesome It's so good wow it looks so great and That bone looks so authentic and we're like well That's because that is a real bone And it's all the blood rush From his face He was like a real bone I thought he was going to vomit Oh my god He's like okay well Don't tell the other actors please (laughs) So I come downstairs I'm like Pigeon bones Pigeon bones Sticking up his arm Look everybody Pigeon bones I'm not going to not tell people No one gave a crap
2: But yeah It was a phenomenal effect though
0: Oh yeah, and it worked really well. It and that was really well. a great example of uh <laughs> using whatever whatever's at your disposal.
3: Well it is yeah. that's all you've got to do. You've just got to you think on your feet and go with
0: yeah. Any big production would have looked at that and so much for help and safety would have been like, mm, I don't know, could have could have avian flu, better not touch it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but we watched do you know it.
3: What's, what's funny though is I've watched a few programs lately, and I, I can't help but keep saying to Karen of my, my wife by the way And I keep saying that effect is terrible It just does not look right it, The blood's terrible colour Everything's a terrible And because the, the people are overthinking stuff mm-hmm. they, They're trying too hard Instead of just thinking This is what it should look like Let's get it Look like that They, they want Oh well like, if we do this If we do that No just stick to basics Mm-hmm. You know, it's, that's what the effects are. If you want to go and do aliens, that's fine. But if you want casualty work and stuff like that, you've got to stick to what looks real.
2: Yeah. Well, well, it's what, like how, how we built the, the the background for, you know, areas of the ship. Yeah. You know, just bought some ducting from a, a DIY store.
3: The metal-coloured metal ducting, ducting yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah. It's like, it was cheap as chips, and it's just really effective. Makes it look like a spaceship.
0: Yeah, we didn't have the spare material at the time and the time itself to build artificial walls or anything like that. So it was just redressing the blankness of the walls that we had. And for the most part, it looks really good. There's a couple of parts where it's like, that doesn't look so much like a spaceship. I'm mostly just that one wall that's got brick in it. You wouldn't have a brick wall in a spaceship. But at the same time, it's not something that yeah. should take you completely out the movie because you know it's like a low-budget thing. You know it, you, you feel... It's about the overall impression, not the individual little tiny touches. Um, it's funny going back to makeup for a yeah. second as independent filmmakers, you, you have this tendency to want to try and go bigger than you actually can. And I know Wayne, a lot of times when he's been asked by other filmmakers to do makeup and stuff, they always want it too big.
3: Yeah. You know? They're always is. like,
0: Oh, this guy's got a paper cut. Can you make it? So his fingers are bisected, you know, that kind of well, thing. I think the, the <laughs> best
3: one I ever had was somebody who's supposed to be having a, beat, a good beating but he wanted this guy's face literally to be bruised and battered all over. I says, well, what's the point? You're not going to, it's going to look stupid. Uh, So anyhow, I did what this guy asked. He was like, oh, you're right. It's too much. Mm. You know, I'm, I I know it sounds awful, but I'm, I'm not an actual makeup artist just for the sake of it. I know what I'm talking about when I try to advise people. Yeah. Some people like you just said, it just, just, don't see it and just think it's going to be bigger and bigger and bigger.
0: Yeah. And they, they do the same thing with like, so often with their actual props, with their locations, with everything that, Oh, well, we don't actually have the money to go somewhere better. So we'll put a big green screen up and we'll just somehow make it bigger and post. But then you wind up all these people looking like they don't fit to their background yeah. and the background is just not quite right. Cause you didn't have the time or money or technology to do it right. I mean, some people do, and that's great. But a lot of low-budget people, they just assume it's going to be better if you do it digitally. Yeah, it's a, it's a shame. But uh, we had a lot of fun doing the Among Us thing, and it, it got us back in that mood and that frame of where we're going next and where where are we going next, Wayne? I mean, there's, ideally, <laughs> in a perfect world, there's lots of avenues we could be going with
3: with us just getting this studio. You know, I've already had lots of people messaging me who somehow have found how people are finding out, yet when we haven't even advertised, I have no idea. Yeah, well,
0: it's, it's not um, a dead real studio. It's another studio yeah. in conjunction with dead real. And we haven't made it public yet, yet people are somehow figuring it out. It's pretty <laughs> weird. And I'm
3: magically getting people saying, oh, can I come and have a look around the
0: studio? Can I come and
3: have a look around the studio? By all means, if you want, but it's not ready, you know? Yeah. um, But for when it's ready, I mean ideally um, my next thing on the list is a feature film a low budget feature film um, mm-hmm. I've already put messages out to you know companies trying to get funding and things like that but worst case scenario I've got a feature film in mind which can be done very much the among us on a shoestring mm-hmm. um, but can be done effectively really effectively if we do what we've just been talking about keep it real keep it simple keep it very well story driven Mm -hmm. that's the key um so that that's my next hopefully ambition but overall the studio once it's up and running well you know we'll have photography going on videography going on we'll you know anybody's welcome to come up and hire the studio and make films themselves we can help them we can help them out with anything building sets you name it we'll do it um Because that's, in the end, that's all we want to do. We just want to be involved in making movies and entertaining.
0: The thing is, we've all been based in the Northeast a long time. We've done a lot of work with other companies and other individuals and people like that. And one thing you find is, while a lot of people talk about collaboration, it's a much more competitive environment on the low end than you'd expect. Everyone seems to think there's only one shot coming up. And if you miss it, then the other guy will get it as opposed to everyone collaborating together to maximize the odds that you all go somewhere. And we're all about collaboration. Quite literally. We want to have people in the studio with us. We want to have people working with us. We don't want to be doing what we say and you help us. No, it's about helping each other. And that's what we want to bring with this studio in the future is pure, actual collaboration and help with the Northeast and England in general, I did see that because obviously like Netflix have like bought Pinewood for a 10 year lease. And mm-hmm. uh, I think Disney's got Shepperton and stuff that there's all these new investments coming through for London, you know, $300 million studios just been announced in some part of London, like down to Hackney or somewhere. Well, that's great for London. Yeah. But when you live up in the Northeast, I'll tell you, that people don't even know you're here. A very it's- true story is I went down for a meeting with, um, Oh, what's his name? That script doctor dude whose name oh, I always forget. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I know what you mean. Anyway. Um, yeah, that's great for London, but I was down there for this uh, script writing conference and people were talking to me going, you got some interesting ideas. Where are you from? And I'd go, Newcastle. And they'd go, oh, Australia. Wow. And I'd go, no, I Newcastle. that was partially your
3: accent though, as well. I, well, I sound fun. Australian. No, but no. the fact you that you don't sound
0: local. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I get that. <clears throat> I think that but might I, have
3: threw a lot of them off.
0: But then explain the next part, which was no, no, Newcastle up in the north, in the northeast, north where? North of England. Scotland? No, no, lower than Scotland, but higher than York. There's a somewhere between York and Scotland? That's because <laughs> the northeast has never been part of England and probably never will be.
3: Scotland, come and take us, please.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I have heard grumblings that they want to redesign it to where the northeast is part of Scotland. They want to redraw the lines, kind of thing. I'd be down for that.
3: Yeah, I'd, I'd be more than down for that.
0: Yeah, it might get being mm-hmm. in the south or something for a change. You might get some more attention.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: what's, also, what's also funny though is I had one one guy come to me, and he found out through family, this one of my brother in laws. He actually told this guy, "Of course, studio coming up." And he got in touch and had a look around and was absolutely blown away with the size of things and everything. And he's like, do you know what? This is so exciting to finally have a studio in Sunderland. I'm sick to death of having to go really far away and pay stupid money. He says, this is the best thing ever. that We've finally got a studio in Sunderland and it's reasonably priced for people who, you know, can't afford millions of bucks, which I thought was really nice. Mm-hmm.
0: Now. I agree. And I'm, I'm looking forward okay. to when, when the is finally fully, fully open, which, uh, no dates set in stone yet guys, but it'll be very, 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 very early 2021. Yeah. Because like I say, we've got to focus on the community first and helping people through this coronavirus. And at the end yeah. of the day, it's just like we were saying about collaboration. That's what we want to do is help people. Um, And there's not a lot of ways that everyone can support each other right now. You have to do what you can, whatever's in your wheelhouse to do to support one another. Mm -hmm. Um, But on that note, why do we do a special episode about Us for a Change? You know, like I said, it's the narcissistic episode. We Mm -hmm. created Movie Madness to talk to others about film and get people involved and enjoy each other and enjoy more movies and talk about, especially the ones that you don't know exist because... You know, it's not like back in the day we'd go, hey, your local video store and you'd talk about what's the coming releases. Now it's just everyone jumps on the Internet and Google is their is their sponsor or Netflix is their sponsor on their front page. That's just not good enough, man. That's not how you find the rare shit. That's not how you find the, 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 the stuff that falls through the cracks. And, you know, that's why we started this show. And while we as independent filmmakers, much like any other independent filmmaking team will tell you, we're all living under the cracks. Yeah. yeah, You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. very hard to break through those cracks. Um, I used to think it was all built, built on having one good idea, but then I see so many good ideas that get squandered. And I know that's not true. It's actually built on nothing more than networking and connections and word of mouth. And again, and that's what Movie Madness is about. Again, is that yeah. word of mouth, building a community to talk to people and so on. Um so if I turn around in a month's time and this is our least listened to episode, I'll know that no one gives a shit. <laughs> <laughs> but if I don't, and it's like every other episode, I'll feel like, wow, you guys love us. You really love us. You care. <laughs> <laughs> also, while we're here, while we're talking about ourselves, Dawn. Um, oh, hello. Hello. <laughs>
2: Hi.
0: Why, why do you tell the people? Because you, you always come on and talk about other movies. You don't talk about yourself. Why don't you tell the people a little about yourself? What got you into movies and what your long-term dreams are? Give me, give me your dreams.
1: Oh, I didn't know as so are getting this deep.
0: Ah, i get a little uh, deep. A little deep here uh, and there. Women like it deep, I'm, I'm told.
1: I'm, no, I'm ready to... I'm rude. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> he went down. I couldn't resist. She was mumbling. It reminded me of things. Not, Never mind.
1: I'm not mumbling. I'm just trying not to, like, cough all the time. Um, no, so, we've oh, I
0: could take that so many dirty places. Yes, I'm quiet. Go on, go <laughs> on.
1: you are get in trouble one day, you. I'm pretty sure we've already touched on this subject before of how I got into filmmaking in previous episodes,
0: <laughs> but no, okay, not so much about yourself as where you come from, but you know, a little bit about like your main drives and ambitions and what dreams you have for yourself as well as the Northeast.
1: I mean, like it would just be nice to have something for the Northeast. Like I'm sick to death of like, oh, you can't crack the industry because you're you're from the North kind of thing. You hear that so often. It's like you have to move to London or down, like somewhere down South to even remotely make it kind of thing. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And it's like, that is the uh,
0: consensus, isn't it? Yeah.
1: Yeah. And it's like, that's really shit because I'm a Northern girl born and raised. Why do I need to uproot my life? To go down south, which is like 10 times the cost of the Northeast. And um, like just to potentially make a go of things, it's like, no, we should really bring that to the north kind of thing, because we've got cool shit up here.
0: Yeah, we we've do got, have cool shit up here.
1: Yeah, we've got yeah. beautiful places up here that, that they come See, up and yeah. film up here.
3: It's more picturesque than what it is down south. So, yeah. you know. so do you
1: know what do you know what the problem hack. is
3: at Dawn, right? Down yeah. south, they can't hack our weather. No That's the difference That's why they just send All their people To <laughs> pay for like Two days for them And then send them All back down Instead of using The local talent What's around here
1: Yeah Which there
3: is a lot of it
1: There's bloody loads you know. There's so many people like, It was so much potential And it's really crap That they end up with jobs Like nine to fives Or like me Nine till Whatever the hell Kind of thing And Because you just You cannot afford To move south Kind of thing Like I don't want to put myself in debt Just to potentially Make a go with things I'd rather just It kind of like Just makes you I don't know Kind of be de, What's the word I'm looking for Not dehumanize, I guess to the whole acting world But It just I don't know I just wanna bring shit to the Northeast because I'm lazy. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: a little bit different trying, way of taking it.
1: I was trying to be really deep and like really thoughtful that's like, I've been awake since five o'clock this morning. No, I just wanna bring shit to the Northeast because I'm a lazy cow. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and in fairness, everyone is still, despite the fact we have our studios, we're all working, we're all still working as yes. well as doing these things. So we're all always mm-hmm. tired. We're all just always living tired. in a state of tiredness. Yeah, Glenn, what about your dreams and aspirations? If you had one major goal, aspiration, dream, what would it be?
1: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're on the spot Ooh, now. <laughs> yeah, I'm on the spot
0: now. <laughs> <laughs> you must have seen it coming, though.
1: Oh yeah, I, was picking I on Dawn. yeah
0: exactly. I'm you glad you picked on Dawn first, first actually. <laughs> wow, then I had to ladies first, Dawn. You know how uh, it goes. I'm a gentleman.
1: Uh, about time lady. I'm going to stop there. Yeah, <laughs> you better. <laughs> 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 you I really do go no Oh god,
0: I hope my family doesn't listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking biting my tongue off over here. <laughs> <laughs>
2: For Me, I said, I said to my wife Haley, probably a couple of months ago, I said, 2021 will be the year in which my name will be on the credits of a feature film. So that's that's my that's my goal. That's my ambition is to to be on the credits of a feature film as a camera operator. I'd, mm. I'd be happy as a pig in shit, as they say.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love that, soon. <laughs>
2: And if it was produced in the Northeast and directed and filmed and used Northeast talent, even mm-hmm. better. And as you can tell, I am not from the Northeast, but I've made this place my home and there's no way in hell I'd go back down south. <laughs> and I want oh, yeah, everything I su- to come up here.
0: I suppose people might assume I'm not from the Northeast because of my voice as well. <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> to be fair, I actually generally
0: Weird.
1: forgot you went from the Northeast for a second there, Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yes. that, I went... I well, was looking going, oh yeah, he, his accent's not very northern, is it?
2: <laughs> no, he, I, am, I am a southerner. <gasps> <gasps>
0: Guys, why are we friends <laughs> with you? He's the inside man. Because he's he been betrayed there, the, what the it's south, like. so oh, okay. he's fine.
1: Oh, and right, okay. <laughs> the okay, okay. That's fine. Just checking.
0: I can just see this dramatic thing where he was getting on a train to go up north, and they're like, they'll never accept you the way we do. And he's like... I don't care. I have to go <laughs> follow my dreams. And then off he goes on the train and the southerner like slits his wrist, just like, God, oh God. speed, Mr. Ellis, God speed. I mean,
1: the, I mean, apart from the slit and wrist, but there's a short film in this. And then <laughs> eating
2: really? pie or something. Yeah. And I'm looking for, I'm looking for the gatekeeper.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah, by is, the, is the way, the, the reason gatekeeper? he's saying that, guys, is
3: because I've nicknamed him Rick Moranis. Yeah. And when yeah. you finally get to meet him, you'll know
2: exactly what I mean. I, I think you're going to have to post the picture. that that's yeah. all based on...
3: There needs to be a photograph of this, yes. It all what? emerged from a short film we made, was it last year or the year before? Uh, it was last year, wasn't it? Yeah, it was last year. It was um, last year, yeah. Yeah, called Katie. And oh, it was about a young girl who is lost. just happened to star my daughter. Yeah,
1: again. <laughs>
3: yep. Little girl looking for, her, looking for her mom. Comes across an army jeep, looking to see if she get help. I'm not going to give the whole story. If you want to watch it, it's on YouTube now somewhere. Go and watch it.
0: It's on uh, com as well.
3: Yeah, but Glenn had this army helmet on and he turned around at one point and he was the spit and double of Rick Moranis. I was. <laughs> the photo <four laughs> um,
0: says it all. Mm-hmm. And now he's the gatekeeper. Yep. He's the gatekeeper. the gatekeeper. <laughs> <laughs> What about your main dream aspiration, Wayne? I've done it all what are you talking about? Oh, fair. That's okay. I've been
3: on the cinema. My face has been on the cinema. Trust me, I've had people freaking tell me even though I didn't want them to tell me. <laughs> <laughs> it's not exactly something I would call a claim to fame. Um, my, no, obviously my ambition is to, to actually see our production team with a nice big film, mm-hmm. you know, doing well for itself. Mm. Yeah. In the end, all I want to do is make movies. That's all yeah. I want to do for the rest of my life to the day I die. I just want to be making movies or making TV shows or anything like that. And truth, truthfully, I'd rather be doing it with the guys I know now, who I've built a really strong friendship and a really strong workmanship with. That's who I'd rather be doing it with. I've done mm-hmm. it with other people I've been off. I've been everywhere. You know, I've worked in America. I've worked in Ireland. I've worked down south. I've worked everywhere in this industry. It always brings me back home And that's Mm -hmm. where We should be bringing The films back home Because the northeast Has been overlooked For far too long They'll Mm -hmm. bring people From everywhere everywhere else But they'll not Utilise the local talent Mm
1: -hmm. And
3: that's what annoys me They're quick enough To come up They're quick enough To film here But then they all Sort off back down south Or back across
0: The water and everything No Hey We're here Use us
1: Yeah Exactly
0: Yeah I'm just going to echo Wayne's thing he already knows about me. I have all I've ever wanted to do since I was a kid is write stories, make movies and all that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, we've made short films and, you know, short stories and a feature here and there and bits and pieces go places. And some people see it and everything, but I, it's, it's just a hobby if you don't take it seriously enough to keep pushing for bigger and better all the time. If you're just making movies for yourself, then you're you, you're actually a hobbyist. You're not a filmmaker. So uh, all I want to do is make movies that make people feel the way I feel when I watch a great movie, when I watch Fight Club and it touches me, you know. Or when I'm when I'm feeling nostalgic and I go and watch something like uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit and it just oh. fills me with this glee, you know. I want to create that for someone else one day down the line. That's that's yeah. what I want to do. Uh and I mean, I think a very, very small way we've done that with the Among Us because I think if you're an Among Us fan, we brought it to life for you for like 12 bucks. <laughs> yeah. And Not it cost wrong. you nothing. It cost you nothing to watch it. <laughs> but yeah, so that's a little bit about us, a little bit about the trials and tribulations of small independent firms up here in the North <laughs> doing it doing it for pennies, you know. <laughs> you guys got anything to say before we end this? Yeah,
3: if there's anybody out there who feels like they'd like to have a go at stuff like this, we are more than welcoming, we always take on people who just want to give it a go, they might not like it in the end, but you know, uh, give us a shout, get in touch, you know, doesn't matter how little, how big you want to get involved and more at the point there's any rich people out there who yeah. fancy a new wave of life lose those purse strings yeah get invested in us we can make your feature film for a very low cost trust me mm-hmm. but there's a chance you could get bigger money back
1: mm-hmm.
0: yep gotta throw that pitch in there well done Wayne. Yeah. good, well good done, job yes.
1: <laughs> always the pitcher <picture. laughs>
0: Hey man, I saved like 20 cents at McDonald's the other day. I pitched them a movie just cuz was just <laughs> like, oh you you did me right, I'll do you right. You want a movie? <laughs> That's like, the way guys, I do it. Oh, yeah, you never you never go anywhere without your business cards. It just you? takes
3: one person to say, actually, do you know what, guys? Yeah, I, I am interested. Yeah. That's
0: all it takes. You know, just just before we do leave, I, I will say I always find it very sad how many people we've pitched to or met with or dealt with investors, independent people, etc., who love a project. Like I remember particular one time we were pitching to Young to die and this guy read the script and he's a, he's a multimillionaire, this dude, multimillionaire. He live he's in a 38 bedroom house. We're, we're sitting at his place as guests with his like 12 dogs and his family's there and everything. And he reads it and he goes, my God, that is a phenomenal script it is amazing i'm 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 like near tears here it's so good and so incredible and we're like edging to the edge of our seats like yes yes and he goes i'll tell you when you find the money for it i'll be first in line to buy a ticket yeah this is, <laughs> you this know what this is, is a true story and that's the kind of shit you hear a lot and we're yeah. sitting there like okay but like that's not funny Give you us. have any interest in in producing? Oh, no, nah, I'm not a filmmaker. I wouldn't know what... It, well, yeah, but you can just invest. Yeah, yeah I'd rather I think invest that's in the, stable things. Like that's
3: the key thing people don't real realize. You, you don't need to be a filmmaker to become a producer, mm-hmm. you know, an executive producer or whatever. You know, it, it, it's a gamble. Like anything, buying a house is a gamble, you mm-hmm. know. Building your own business up is a gamble. Next day it could just fall on your face, but at least with a film... The only gamble is you're not guaranteed to get as much money back as you'd like. The what is definitely guaranteed is you'll get a film at the end of it.
2: Yep. Mm-hmm. And That's that is go. one phenomenal film that needs to be made, and we will make oh, it I've one and day. Die. We oh, will yeah. make it.
3: I've got to be honest, *Tune Die* will always have a soft spot for me because it was the first film oh, I truly, yeah. truly came up with, which I just thought I have to write and get it down. And then yeah. with the support of me, my brothers Jim and Hank, we nailed the script. To know enough exactly how I first ever visualized it, um, mm-hmm. and it's I've still got that that that
2: hot spot now after all this time. Wait, in- you 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 two gave me the script and I read it that night, mm-hmm. and I came back the next day and said, "We have to make this film."
1: <laughs> it's one of the things that needs to be made. Well, and um, you know what? We'll fucking get there, man.
0: Hey, you will. know what? It's funny. Out of out of all the ups and downs I've had in my life as a as a freelancer and an independent guy and everything, uh, too young to die. And another film from way back in the day called Precious Cargo. They're the two I ever got closest to sealing the deal on um, with Precious Cargo. I had meetings in Cannes with like multiple millions of dollars stacked against me. And it was all looking good. And I was talking to really amazing people. And then I came back to England. And within a week, I lost everything due to a personal family thing that happened. Uh, I got identity thefted, lost everything, lost, lost access to everything. And, and the deals just mm-hmm. went whoop, disappeared overnight. You know what I mean? On
3: a a positive note... I'm we, not done with you You did pause Because so I, I
0: just revealed a huge thing You always pause after you reveal a huge
3: thing He's,
1: yeah, like, he that's, was, he's like that's nice and everything but. Wayne yeah, so, does
3: the big American
2: pause He never he's pauses He's got to wait for the dun, dun, <laughs> dun. Yeah because I was
0: about to say and then I was homeless <laughs> So you couldn't really do much when you're homeless And it took me a long time to get back up to Even getting back into the idea of filmmaking itself. It was only Wayne that got me back to having that dream again Because when I lost everything I was I was even, scraping for surviving Even
3: when he wouldn't accept a room of me
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. well I'd rather be homeless than take charity That's to how extent, pride but, he is, proud he is But whatever yeah. the case I'm back up to where I live in a house And everything again And all mm-hmm. that shit and, and together You know, he came up with you to Die and, and we worked on it together Afterward And got a draft We felt incredibly good with And Pitched it around and got some interest and got some possible investment and some letters of intent and everything was going well with that. And then we got <laughs> fucked over by Lionsgate. Lionsgate, thank yeah. you very much. <laughs> oh, yeah. and, and they went cease and desist. Go fuck you. It's too similar to Cooties, which it's it, nothing like Cooties. It's nothing like Cooties. And what's exactly. funny is we we lost our investment. This is a little little hiding yeah. story. We lost our investment because they got cold feet because of Cooties. So we actually approached Lionsgate and said, yo, you've basically ripped off our poster and ripped off some of the ideas. And they turned around and went, no, you actually ripped us off, even though you came up with it first. And we have many, many lawyers and you don't. And so we were like, oh... Okay But then they did actually Send us a letter saying Well actually It is similar But we
3: don't actually Come up with the posters This company does And you'll never oh, be yeah, able to fight them. They're too big But
0: we'll, we'll, we'll take our poster Down for you How's about that Yeah we've already Replaced that poster So now there's no damage done And we're like Well we're sitting here With no money yeah, the, damage the damage is, is, is done, done pal We lost yeah. everything now <laughs> And it, it, we heard back from one person, I'll tell you what, uh, I'll wager my investment on how good Cooties does. Well, of course, Cooties was a piece of shit. It was a comedy and it did terribly. Yeah. So we never heard back from that. And then that whole that whole project just got shelved until basically the dust blew over. But that was the closest we've come yet again. Um, but we have climbed but, you know, back up. We've we, climbed we, up again, Yes, we,
3: we always what you do. You keep we keep climbing. Yep, yeah, we keep coming back from the grave, and we've now got an actual Christmas film of all things. What's getting yeah. a little bit of uh, attention at the moment? Um, I, I came up with an idea for the Christmas script last, last year, I think it was, um, yeah. yep. based on an event I was working at as a cast director. Yes, I'm a man of multi talents, I know. Um <laughs> And basically, I couldn't understand why nobody had done a film like this. Um, So I I, I saw an advert on, I think it was, it was one of the movie things where you go on a lot. or something. Yeah, it was something like that. And he said he was looking for Christmas scripts. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, me being me, I didn't actually have the script ready. But I thought I'll, I'll see, how you have. Um, so I have. So you know, contacts this guy. Says oh, I've got a Christmas script. You might like it. He says, Oh, but can you send us the um, synopsis? Sent him the synopsis, <laughs> and he actually replied saying, Wow, actually, that's really good. I wasn't expecting that. I think, well, you cheeky bastard, you know. But anyway, <laughs> he fit his hand
0: um, like so, and then his like, name was
3: Emilio Estevez <laughs> and he's he was. Can you send me the script? And I'm like. Oh shit <laughs> Oh I remember You literally Hank, We need to write The script ESAP Yeah I remember <laughs> So I think, I think I turned the first draft Out in about two days yeah. um, And then Hank turned it out In another five days <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Which was and, fine. Uh,
0: sleepless fucking on the yeah, fifth day of yeah. Christmas, I got no fucking sleep. That's yeah. what it was.
3: And then I managed to find somebody to do a little bit of artwork for us. it uh, across the guy, and he absolutely loves it. And he is currently trying to get that picked up by um, Netflix and places like that because he sees it he See, wants this, to come this, on
0: as producer yeah this is
3: the only different thing Though I always saw as a live action fantasy family film he sees it as the next Pixar Disney film that's he seriously thinks it's, it's so cool. I, I, in mm-hmm.
0: fairness I always saw it as animation when I did my draft because yeah, uh, I did, I did well, my he, draft very Toy Story-esque he actually thought well that's exactly right he thought the script was so strong
3: that it could easily be as good as mm-hmm. off of these um, Toy Story films and things like that
2: um yeah, I always saw it as a live action film. Yeah, really, so because that, I wanted Katie yeah. to be in it. Well, you'd have to well she could be in it as a voice actor.
1: Well, no, I thought the same <laughs> as Hank. Like I saw it predominantly as an animation, but like one of those started off as a live action and then kind of like went that way. Kind yeah, it thing. gets
0: very... You would have to have a lot of CG to do yeah. the well, animals. And it would and need... So yeah, yeah the, the, the visual effects would Which is why be, he's probably thinking animation is for the budget side of it, you Yeah,
3: know? Oh, I get that. I totally get yeah. that. Which, but it, it has prompted me on to think, well, we are writing some good stuff. We are coming up with some really strong ideas. Yeah. Um, and we are starting to
0: make links and
3: get people to... Yeah. Uh, um, I
0: will say real quick, with that Christmas script... Um, Everything seemed to be coming together really well. There was talks of some extra meetings and things. And then COVID hit. And this was like early March. Because originally it was like, excuse me, if we could get it all, if he could get the uh, go ahead from from Netflix, The hope was to get the go-ahead from Netflix to say yes, we'll do it, and then pre-sell it to them. And then we'd we'd come on as producers, he'd be a producer and we'd kind of sell it on to them. We wouldn't produce it hands-on. Yeah, exactly. But then when April hit all of a sudden those meetings just kind of petered off and then now we're kind of waiting till like the resurgence of it to come back up. So like a lot of people are just in that fucking waiting game like most people with
2: with every project. Mm-hmm. Yep. At least we've got the studio coming up. Yeah. yeah we yeah, busy so getting that ready.
3: We've just got yeah. to stay positive, stay strong and just like so I say, I honestly truly believe somebody will finally give us the chance.
0: Yeah. And, yeah. you know, we're doing everything we can to make our own chances while we're at it because... <sighs> You can't always rely on someone else being there to say, hey, I like the cut of your gym, kid. And come follow me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, have a, I have a friend who lives in America who was in their backyard one day and they heard some commotion across their fence. and They looked over and there was a guy shooting a movie in the backyard. And the guy says, you know, oh, you shoot a movie. I like movies. And he goes, dude, you want to come get a hands-on, be like a second AD? And he went, yeah, sure. And they became a filmmaker. Wow. Because someone was filming in his back, in literally the backyard next to his. Not a word of a lie. Total fucking true story. He told me I about I. I nearly went through the internet to punch him in the face because so I was just <laughs> like, "Oh, okay, some guys got all the luck, huh?" <laughs> <laughs> and, and still
3: doesn't be the lead singer Little Caesar story. Ah, oh, that was amazing His We've met some interesting
0: just, fucking people, I tell yeah, you Yeah,
3: we interviewed a band, Little Seas, After recording one of the gigs live And uh, he was telling us this Worked story Worked on the music
0: video He was just
3: so laid back Yeah, we actually we did We we helped with the music video, didn't we?
1: Yeah
3: um, And he was telling us how we ended up in Terminator 2 And he was saying Oh, I was just walking out Out from the street And uh, Jimmy Jimmy decides to call us over Jimmy, by the way, is
0: James Cameron Yeah
3: <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Just
0: so fucking casual about it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So
3: Jimmy shouts me over and I'm like, oh hey, Jimmy, how are you doing? He says, Yeah. He says, listen, I need I need somebody uh who looks like a, a biker kind of guy uh for terminator two for a bar scene. Are you up for it? And he's like, Hell yeah, I'll be in Terminator 2. Uh, not not realizing how big this film was going to be or anything. And he only works out to be the guy who actually gets thrown out the window in the bar scene in Terminator 2.
0: Yeah. And that's Incredible. not even the best story he had. The best story he had was, he goes, uh, and I get a call from Jimmy again, saying, you know, yo, yeah. no, Ron, um, I, we're, we're cutting this movie for um, <laughs> for my wife at the time, Catherine, Catherine, Catherine. Bigelow. Yep. And she just needs a voiceover to kind of like set this POV off for this little movie, Strange Days. Do you mind jumping in for a day? And she said, a couple hours in the studio. Yeah, sure. And he just comes in and does this fucking voiceover for the POV of the intro to Strange Days, one of my favorite movies of all time, and I'm just sitting there like, You don't even know what you're saying to me, bro. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you don't even know how much you're hitting me <laughs> right now. This is why it's so
3: hard being stuck where we are in the northeast of England. We get nothing like this. No, yeah, you know, that, you know Wayne know. would sit and Thanks. apply
0: for a job for a POV voiceover. You go to three auditions, they'd maybe send them back, they'd maybe give a call back. No, in reality, what happens is they call a friend and go, Yeah, you feel like jumping in the studio for an hour networking it's there all networking know. yep yeah but hey maybe we're just bitter old men i don't know audience what do you think do you, do think you have you uh <laughs> and and don of course young <laughs> luscious ladies <laughs> I mean do you no, guys are old
1: lady.
0: <laughs> yeah. Do you guys have uh honesty, integrity, and you know, empathy for our story? Do you think we just saw like a bunch of whiny fuckers? Where do you stand on independent filmmaking? What do you actually class as independent filmmaking? Why don't you get in touch with us? And let us know. Oh, do and you our, even care? Or do you even care exactly? <laughs> and our <laughs> website, movie uh, sorry, deadrealfilms.com forward slash movie madness. So you can email us at moviemadness at deadrealfilms.com. We always like hearing from you guys, and obviously we'd like to know what you thought of the Among Us short. Yeah, I was just when just you watch say, that enjoy the movie I was just about to say that Yeah, yeah Hopefully you enjoy it and, and take it for what it is Which is meant to be fun And a good experience For everyone who's a fan of the game And, it was and even honestly, those who don't know the game
3: It was honestly And truly Hand on heart It was made for literally About £25
1: yeah. yeah
3: Seriously it was Even when you come to see the effects Which do look quite expensive And things like that It was honestly made for nothing
1: Yep
0: but it was made with love. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> it was passion and
1: butts made with loving
0: and but- butts. <laughs> butts. love and butts, wiggly butts. Sorry, call my biography. Love and butts. You, you butt. know, when now I think
3: about, it, we should have asked for the rights to a song. Oh, God, what is I it? I like big butts, and I can't deny. Sorry, dude. And
0: The whole video is just my butt jiggle, 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 jiggle. It would have been the end credits scene. Oh, my God. Uh, you just, just made me think of
1: the Mario theme there when you did that. Like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> great. So <laughs> it's not
0: even like the Made over world my ass is the fucking underground to you? The, the underlevels? You've been from the Zarlacc monster? Wow. Man.
1: Slowly going down and down.
0: My, my poor booty, man. It's getting abused. It's not good.
3: Yeah, in the wrong way.
0: Yeah.
1: Mm.
0: I feel like Tina Turner. <laughs> <laughs> And fucking bobby brown everywhere i go just like take some take it oh dear. Oh, that joke's getting cut i can tell already <laughs>
2: yeah but they won't, won't won't know why we're all laughing
0: that's right everyone be still <laughs> be still your beating hearts <laughs> <laughs> anyway I had fun talking with you guys About everything and hopefully it elucidates A little bit for the audience the kind of shit we go through And hopefully they're having fun Enjoying the podcast and enjoying the The short film and hopefully they're looking Forward to see what we come up with next and as Wayne said earlier if anyone wants to get involved with anything Even just to have a chat just always get In touch at uh, Madness At DeadRealFilms.com we love hearing From people and we're always uh, up to support One another that's where our whole, ga- our whole Game is um, Anything else before we go guys yeah, I'm good. Yeah, nope. Enjoy. Yes, yeah. enjoy the film. Enjoy and, and, and look out behind you, man, because that one dude who's listening, he's looking sus as fuck. Good night. When you watch it, trust me. Look out behind. <laughs> totally oh, so. look out behind. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> look out, comma, behind. <laughs> <laughs> good night, motherfuckers. Good night. Good night. Good night.